Welcome everybody to another episode of the Nerd Continuity where we talk about design, development and all other crazy sorts of stuff that we find on the internet and oh boy what a crazy week was this one, right Michael? No, this was interesting week, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy, terrible, interesting, whatever. But anyway, I'm your host, Alex, as usual, with me, the master of the universe, Michael Dembold. <laughs> <laughs> but last week you were a sexy beast, <laughs> this week you're a master of the universe. Well, there you go. Yeah. I keep ranking up. I don't know how much higher you can go beyond master <laughs> <laughs> He's a dude who draws. Eventually, he's gonna like degrade and be like, "Yeah, that's Michael." That's Michael. <laughs> like it's super like the Saturday Night Live thing where it's like, <laughs> "And I'm Judy's." Like, yes, that'll that'll be me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, let's jump into this amazing episode that is not really related about design or development, but as I say, a lot of crazy stuff from the internet. So the first news that is kind of a weird news that I have a lot of thoughts about it and a lot of like scary things. It's Adblock is a extension of uh, the browser to block unwanted ads was just acquired by a mysterious uh, buyer. And what's the price? The acquisition uh, price? I believe, I don't know if they have actually said what the price mm. was. Um, it, let's see, I don't, I have not been able to find anything yeah. about the price. But it must yeah. have been huge. It must have been several million. I mean, at least, you know, millions. Company won't disclose who it's been sold to, why mm -hmm. it was sold, or how much it was sold for. That is mm -hmm. weird. Yeah, so 40 million people who are currently using Adblock yeah. are now sending their web data. And we're talking all web data because Adblock watches everything, mm -hmm. um, including, you can even check it to do your, your private searches, but... Pretty much everything you do on the internet um, is being watched by Adblock, and that information is now being sent out to some undisclosed company. So you, we really don't know who it is, yeah. and that's terrifying, to be honest. I, I don't understand why they would be so cagey about it. Unless, I mean, because usually when you have acquisitions and buyouts, there's a reason. You know, they're, they're pretty open about it. And they're like, yeah. oh, you know, Apple acquired so-and-so. You know, yeah. like when Apple acquired Macromedia or you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Even smaller companies, when Facebook bought Instagram and, and that kind oh, of yeah. thing, and Yahoo they, bought this, that. Yeah, they're proud to announce it. Like, yeah. oh, we acquired this company, and we're going to boost up all these products and stuff. So, mm -hmm. And we have no idea who bought Adblock. I have an so idea. Currently... <laughs> Go ahead. What do you, what do you think? I did a, a, I did a bunch of research, actually, and I, I put some pieces together at for sure, I'm going to be completely wrong. But for me, Google bought it. I'm saying this because for two main reasons. Hmm. Like first, Adblock at the beginning was trying to avoid Google AdSense, like hold uh -huh. the, the, entire, the entire network environment of Google AdSense because Google AdSense is not uh, terrible. Like mm -hmm. Adblock is useful for terrible ads, those ads that pops out in the front of your face, it's a shaking and they cover the entire website or like, wait 30 seconds to read this article or this stupid. Mm -hmm. 
So at the beginning, Adblock was kind of user-friendly. I was blocking those ads like audio ads or, or those like disturbing mm-hmm. ads that were kind of like malware and virus mm-hmm. or this other thing. But those, those ads, so doctors hate her. Exactly. <laughs> she used avocado like... to save her children. <laughs> From like, another dimension. <laughs> avocado from another dimension. Yeah. Um, yeah, but recently Ablock became more and more brutal. And so uh-huh. basically it's blocking everything. And Google released actually six days ago a statement that said that Adblock is actually damaging Google, is damaging the revenues, uh-huh. not only content creators and users that use AdSense, to earn some money with their own website mm-hmm. or YouTube channel, whatever, but it's damaging also Google because clients, like huge clients, are not investing anymore in AdSense because yeah. they don't see a revenue coming back anymore. Mm-hmm. And statistics says that a fifth of the the whole revenues of Google AdSense was just deleted from AdBlock. Mm-hmm. a fifth like that's a lot like we are mm-hmm. talking about billions of dollars mm-hmm. so i think google bought it mm-hmm. he like google doesn't want to say it he's gonna keep like working like keep ad block active but is gonna use a backdoor to allow google adsense possibly i i almost wonder also if maybe yahoo bought it um there's somewhat of a leg up on Mm -hmm. google um i don't know like it's very odd because even with the large acquisitions Mm -hmm. uh like from google or yahoo or any other large company it's usually pretty open. they're pretty open about it even if like people aren't happy with it they're they're still pretty open yes with their buying process and so it's very shady um, so actually, as soon as I got it out, uh, as soon as I found out, it was actually, um, I went to, um, Reddit yeah. to see what some of their, uh, recommendations were. And one of the recommendations was, I think, I cannot remember the name, what was the name of it? It was, uh, let's see, it was uBlock, under, yeah. uh, lowercase u, capital B, L, O, K, mm-hmm. origin. Uh, there are two types. uBlock origin is the original, um, it's the original uBlock plugin, and it's actually very good. Yeah. And actually, interestingly enough, it's actually lighter on your browser than AdBlock has been. Oh. Um, AdBlock became very heavy, and it yeah. causes a lot of problems. It can actually cause server slowdowns uh, or browser slowdowns. Yeah. And uh, there have been several times where a website, even like Google, will not add, will not load, and I'm seeing a message that says "waiting on AdBlock." And it just takes forever. Wow. And, uh, uBlock Origin doesn't have that problem. And no. actually, my web, my browser experience in Chrome has been much faster uh, whenever I switched over to uBlock because I'm very uncomfortable with... I mean, I'm not doing anything wrong, but I'm very uncomfortable with someone that I don't know whose agenda I don't know yeah. is watching my browser uh, activity. Yeah. Basically, and it's... You know, and I don't like the idea of, well, if you're doing nothing wrong, you shouldn't be concerned. Mm-hmm. Well... When I go to the grocery store, I'm not doing anything wrong, but I don't want some shady person following me through the grocery store yes. with an agenda that I don't understand. You know, that's it's not an issue. I mean, <laughs> this is not the police. You know, this is not a legitimate authority that's, mm-hmm. you know, just checking up on a street to make sure everyone's okay. Yeah. You know, this is some private company with some private agenda 
mm-hmm. that is viewing your content for whatever reason. Yeah. And um, and I just you know I, it's a very uh, it kind of turns into a straw man argument whenever you know people say oh well I'm fine with it I'm doing nothing wrong well that that's fine but neither is anybody who gets mugged outside of a convenience store yeah no it's you it's, know <laughs> it's not a it's not a, a a legit argument it's not a strong right. argument like right. it, it that doesn't make any sense it doesn't matter because you're not doing anything wrong. It, yeah. everyone is allowed to like watch your private stuff like mm-hmm. no yeah <laughs> no. strangers can totally come in and just like stand around and watch me cook food in my apartment because you know hey i'm not doing I'm not doing anything wrong <laughs> doesn't mean i want strangers watching me cook food so it's it's unnerving and it's a violation of privacy so uh, the idea of privacy is not allowing your privacy to be violated because you're quote doing nothing wrong Mm-hmm. The issue is assuming private right to privacy is assuming that you're doing nothing wrong, but you don't have to be stared at all day. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of thing like he's staring at me. Well, it unnerves us when people stare at us. Mm-hmm. It unnerves us when we feel like we're always being watched. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's actually a genetic thing. That's mm-hmm. in our genetic code. You know, no mammal likes to be watched because that's predatory. Yes. You know, that's. <laughs> Whenever animals are watched in the wild, that's usually the person the, the whatever is watching the other animal is the predator. Yeah, and that just that just is always going to be the case with us. Yeah. And we are, you know, depraved. when we were tribes running around yeah. in the Serengeti, or you know, um, running around in Native America or mm-hmm. in uh, Northern Europe, and all we had were you know stone tools. You know, we were at the you know we didn't want to be watched because there could be you know large predators following us so you know the idea that people think that they're 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 too uh too right or too righteous to not care yeah um you know they're ignoring the fact that humanity for thousands of years has survived because we don't like being watched because being watched means that something is wrong yeah you know and that that triggers that part of our brain and so it doesn't Uh, matter you know i mean Again, it's not the issue of, you know, you're doing something wrong. It's just mm-hmm. the issue. It becomes unnerving, especially when someone you don't know starts watching your every move. Yeah. Because no, all of a sudden you assume you assume malice from mm-hmm. the person, the private person. I'm not talking about the police or government. I'm talking about malice on the, the private person who's watching you and who's staring at you and creeping you out. You know? Yeah. So... I'm sorry. Yeah, I, that was a bit of a rant, but I just I hate seeing those those straw man arguments. No, yeah, absolutely. That's why, like, I I hope and I like, I pray that it was Google because please be. Yeah, Google. if it was Google, I mean, yeah. Google already knows pretty much everything about everybody, anyway. So yeah, no, that it's yeah, not. Yeah. We are in the Google world, so it's yeah. that's the first fact, and the second fact is that it's not gonna use, like, yeah, they already know your stuff they already have your kind of like private information so they're not gonna get anything from adblock like the database of users of adblock but right they're gonna use adblock to empower content creators and block uh, all the other ads that are like malware right. or trojan horse um, which needs to happen i mean i agree i mean it's really difficult whenever mm-hmm. you look at uh, google um when you look at the Google Analytics, mm-hmm. um, sometimes an adblock would be an asset for that, yeah. um, especially if you have, let's say you, you know, um, have this made-up client, mm-hmm. and 
this made up client has a new website and they put a lot of money into AdSense and they want to track it Um, or they want to track who's blocking their ads, who's keeping track of their, you know, are their ads actually working well or how many, you know, how many ad hits are relating to conversion, you know, how much conversion are, what's their conversion rate basically. And, um, you know, you, it's sometimes it's very difficult to answer that question because Mm -hmm. You're looking at all the data going, eh, this is a little weird, you know, yeah. um, because if, you know, half the people who go to their website are, are using ad blocker, then you're not exactly sure, yeah. you know, I mean, you're seeing, you're not exactly sure how many people are seeing the ads mm-hmm. versus the conversion rate. And that really kind of screw the ad blockers screw up the conversion rate because yeah, especially because in the policy of Google AdSense, he said mm-hmm. that the advertiser so the user the company the business that pays to show their ads is not gonna pay anything unless the ad is visible at 100 Mm percent like unless google has the empirical proof that those ads were viewed 100 percent by a human high and not by a bot or blocked by ad blog Mm-hmm. Uh, the the advertiser is, is not gonna pay, so he's gonna get like free publicity until you get hundred percent views from a human being. So right. yeah, Google is like is super damaged by this thing. So mm-hmm. and it is mm-hmm. difficult because you know whenever you work in SEO, I do a lot of uh, this just as part of my job, and I've been yeah. doing this for a while. Um, but I've been doing SEO for a while, and. I have a good turnaround with it. I have good results every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's happening, what I'm seeing lately is anything that's actually hurting Google is actually hurting me uh, to a, to an extent because if I'm setting them up for Google, if I'm setting a client up for Google Analytics and I'm, you know, I've had a few people, a few friends ask me, should I invest in AdSense? And I say no um, because, because at this point right now, Adblock is doing so much damage yeah. to Google that I just tell them you'll be wasting money yeah. at this point, um, depending on what they want. I mean, if there's something that I think AdSense would do great with, I would totally recommend it. But um, most of the time, it just tends to, depending on the um, on the audience of the person, yeah. uh, it tends to kind of fall on deaf, ear, on yeah, deaf exactly. ears or deaf eyes or deaf browsers, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. However you want to, however you want to put that, but. Um, it's yeah i mean i don't i don't tend to i mean adsense used to be i think back in 2006 Mm -hmm. adsense was fantastic adsense you know and even 2008 and 2009 it could make or break um your site and i knew um i knew this guy who owned a company in lafayette uh, in louisiana Mm -hmm. and he told me that most of his business came because of adsense um because he was spending i don't I, i didn't i don't remember how much he was spending but it was a significant portion of of online money and yeah. uh and it was doing great for him it was i mean it was just raking in the sales basically he said he counted for double digits of his sales Whoa. a double yeah. digit percentage of his sales came from adsense mm-hmm. uh back in 2009 but i don't i have not heard of anything like that after 2010 oh no absolutely. when adblock became kind of kind of important um and even today it's just it's almost kind of turned into a i don't know like a the zune of of oh, advertising okay. in some ways yeah, you know not, like it's, not, it's it was, not working anymore it was um, big but it's not really working anymore yeah now i mean google will solve that problem if they've bought 
ad block. I mean, yeah, that would be that great. Completely solves their I really, I really hope that. Um, All they need to do is just repackage it um, to something yeah. that works with them, and uh, and then you know the users may be a little screwed, but yeah. uh, they're fine. <laughs> so. I, I totally like seriously. I I like Google AdSense because first, our real ads are not like you said, like fake ass ads that they mm-hmm. just pretend to be ads just to redirect you to a website full of bots and, and stuff like that. A real ads. And right. sometimes I, I remember two, three years ago, I used to find interesting new website through the ads inside another website. Like mm-hmm. you're inside the next web or Smashing Magazine and on the sidebar you have these ads about related stuff. So coding stuff, design stuff, all mm-hmm. through Google AdSense. Yeah. And they're great because they are a call to action to other content related to what you're interested to. So right. it's it's good. It's good advertising. So I like, totally or Adblock or whatever new owner should allow a backdoor for Google because otherwise Google is going to do something like or is going to buy it or is going to crash it and they can do it. Yeah, they may shelve it. <laughs> actually i mean they may buy it and shelve it and not support it anymore i mean that's happened in the past yeah so you know <laughs> like they'll buy something and be like this is great okay and they chuck it Shut into that. the back of their like the back of their warehouse like a scene in the end of uh raiders of the lost ark where they just like put it in a crate and it's like uh, yes. they just like cart it off to like this, this is great giant warehouse and it's in the down <laughs> yeah it's gone forever <laughs> goodbye Adlock. um oh, that's a <laughs> speaking yeah. on uh, some web design related stuff actually we have this stuff but it's not really mm-hmm. design maybe more development is this there's an article in machine magazine about this rail that is a user-centric model for performance mm-hmm. basically the quick explanation of this article is that we shouldn't calculate the performance of a website based on the components of those websites by like checking the heaviness of um, a file or the structure of a website or the structure of a specific app, how the tags are made or whatever, because this stuff can be measured by automatic system, like other software that can do that for us, they can optimize the code for us. We should mm-hmm. actually check the performance of a user. So the user experience should be at the center and the user response should be the one that we have to care the most to optimize our website. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of agree with this. I, I tend to personally mm-hmm. um, focus on the users more than I do um, this kind of like idealized environment. Mm-hmm. The th- here's the thing about web design. It's the same thing with kind of with... Um, Actually, no, it's a little different than graphic design. Uh, graphic design, there's always one way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, there are There's one standard of me- measurement. There's one general size for uh, business cards. There's one general size for your pu- publishing yeah. uh, magazines and newspapers and that kind of stuff. And that doesn't exist in web development and web mm-hmm. design. There are a lot of languages. There are a lot of frameworks. There are a lot of different ways to get the same results. And so what I tend to look at whenever I start a project is, okay, who... Who are my user? Who's my user base? Yeah. Who you know? Who is going to need this? And I actually, you know, even if something looks nice and runs well and and it's all fancy and shiny and, and you know, 
Um, if my users aren't going to use it, I don't need to spend the time in their budget creating it exactly. and, or, or even creating it from a framework. Um, if it's something that I will never maintenance, mm-hmm. that I know that I'll never maintenance and I know that I'll never like really work on, it's just, it's just not worth it. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think a balanced approach is a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. you know, definitely performance must be emphasized because there's no way for us to get better if we can't work on better performance, yeah. better components, basically lighter components, lighter ways of doing things, uh, less lines of code, less um, files that have to be loaded into your browser. Um, you know, as long as we kind of work towards that goal, I think we can still kind of work on our own user base as well. Because the problem that I, I tend to see uh, is that I see these developers who say, in a perfect environment, you should do this. And they give you their formula and they say, everyone should do this formula. Yeah. Um, but I find that a, a bit short-sighted because we do so much so with so many languages and you know every industry is different i mean for instance the medical industry really doesn't change a lot um and a lot of things are still running on older programming languages oh yes um, because they still work and they're still supported yeah and they're intergenerational um you know so you know the medical industry will be a little bit different than the music industry which will rely heavily on uh, sound integration, needing uh, faster loading times, yeah. uh, faster performance, faster speed. New uh, virtual instruments. and Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, versus the art um, community, yeah. the fine art community, which will be primarily visually based. Mm-hmm. And uh, really your biggest issue is responsive optimization yeah. uh, at that point. So, you know, I think every, I think every kind of industry has its own way of doing things. Yeah, and um, I think kind of I don't think I don't know of any developer out there who doesn't do this because oh, I know yeah, we no, don't. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> we we do it. Like I think that that what what this user did to create this kind of rail performance model that actually rail stands for response animation idle and load that are the mm-hmm. four main goals that for them we should point it to, but. What they did basically, they they put down a pre-made step-by-step guide of what pretty much every developer, especially during the user testing mm-hmm. uh, part of a project, uh, every developer does. It's kind of like standard. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but they put some like more strict rules that I I can understand. I cannot agree, and. They're trying to create my more clarity on this, especially on the animation and loading time, because sometimes we see a lot of these websites that they use heavily, uh, they rely heavily on animations to engage the users during loading time. But then mm-hmm. uh, in, in this article, it stated that an animation shouldn't last more than, uh, each frame shouldn't be less than 16 milliseconds. And all the animation, this should be an introduction to something. So we should avoid animation just like for the sake of animating something, uh-huh. just to make it pretty. But animation has to be like meaningful and has to guide the user to the yeah. next step after a response or something. But yeah, they, they put these strict guides, like 16 milliseconds, a response should be uh, longer than 100 milliseconds, all this stuff that probably we know 
because mm -hmm. we can understand when something is too long, but we didn't put in a specific number. Yeah, and I think it goes back to you know that varying with with the type of you know for instance you're going to have more animations for more youth oriented um, or younger demographic applications mm -hmm. um, that tends to be more of a because they tend to be more visual visually stimulated than older uh, demographics so I think it will I think it will vary a little bit not very much I think those are general I think those are good general practices yeah. um, but I you know I just see I see so much fluctuation right now and I see so many websites not paying attention oh, yeah. to user experience <laughs> like <laughs> a lot and I think anybody <laughs> out there who's a developer knows this um, you know, I think it's, I think in some way it gets lost in the, in the marketing concept or a marketer is in charge of it, mm -hmm. um, to where they're not listening. I think sometimes they don't listen or someone is not listening to someone. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I dare say that I, I hope <laughs> that some of the worst sites that we've seen in porous loading and, and that kind of thing, movie no websites tend to be notorious for this. They're very slow to load. They try to employ all of this code that sometimes is incredibly heavy. Yeah. Uh, especially, I, it's not that bad now. It's actually much easier with boot. Now that Bootstrap is kind of, yeah, uh, a thing. It's actually much easier now. Um, but back in 2010, uh, sites were still using Flash, and they were still trying to do these God. ridiculous things. They looked cool if you had the internet speed and the browser capability and the graphics card capability, mm -hmm. but it was absolutely atrocious. Uh, if you didn't and so yeah. you know it's it's uh, i think we're seeing much more of a streamlined you know um, approach mm -hmm. to animation and, and web development even web apps too we're seeing much more you know and does it, asking yourself the question does the animation really need to go there yeah so, um, but yeah. did you recently like speaking about this did you recently uh uh, navigates the uh, website the the web awards like our oh, www awards that the website where you can submit your yes, website and yeah. other users will vote it uh, if you notice like the winners or the like the top ranked website are super fancy super they're really crazy they're amazing they're visually they're stunning and i'm i'm really like stoked sometimes i watch this website oh mm -hmm. how did they do that but then if you think kind of better like UX perspective, like how usable is this or you access that website in a mobile or a tablet or with a slow connection, it's just gross. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like a horrible web experience. I think it tends to be more of a um, showmanship, the show off type of thing for a website, yeah. I, you know, because most of the websites that most of us deal with on a daily basis are functional first mm -hmm. uh develop design design works with function yeah. uh, most of these sites are design first and functionality second i tend to see not all of them um there's some beautiful sites in there and i've taken a lot of notes from the, some amazing things i've seen in there um but that's not stuff that you tend to use in the everyday and as we all know anybody who's listening we don't always get clients who are willing to let you cut loose yeah and and do what you want and do what you think will look the best you know sometimes there's there tends to be a lot of compromise um you know a lot of times you have you know sometimes you'll have clients who say you know what go for it i trust you um but more often than not clients will come to you and say okay this is exactly what i want the site to look like this is my idea um 
this is what we need this is what our shareholders yeah. need this is what our our clients need you know and so you're you're working for your clients clients and you're working for your clients shareholders and and whoever else is involved and uh so most of the time we we don't get to cut loose and so i i, I think that most of these websites are those uh small agencies or even large agencies who have the ability to do it um yeah so i mean there's nothing wrong with it i mean they're beautiful websites i am yeah, no, not absolutely. i'm not putting down any of them mm-hmm. uh but I, I think most designers and developers are also aware that you know i think we're all aware that you know uh those really nice websites you get to design kind of come once in a blue moon so <laughs> most of the time you're you're not designing those sites yes so, and there's something wrong with the site with the sites that are not that but you know it's we, we don't get to cut loose very often yeah no exactly as the old budget and stuff like yes yeah uh, sometimes we just don't have the budget for it <laughs> ex- money money it's all about yeah. money anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, uh, business yeah <laughs> speaking about money no yeah. not really, this not is really. A, it was a really weak uh, tie to the next argument but uh, do you remember we s- talk about how sketch is taking basically all the uh marketing cake of adobe like is mm-hmm. eating adobe on every on every side is mm-hmm. just destroying adobe photoshop illustrator altogether with this super small company made of four people that are i don't know if i would go that far about destroying them but it's definitely making waves i think destroying totally <laughs> <laughs> anyway i know adobe. that's what you want <laughs> <laughs> yes, Adobe probably is feeling like some bad vibrations in the air because they probably. just released an announcement for a product that they're going to release in 2016 mm-hmm. and they d- they didn't even state like beginning, end, middle, fall, whatever. Basically, mm-hmm. is Adobe Comet. It's, well, if you take a look, is Sketch with... Uh, gray. No, it's, it's sketch. It's, it's sketch. Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> it's sketch with a gray background. Mm-hmm. Sketch is white by default. It's like, uh, yeah. it's, yes. And basically, they they took sketch and envision. They put it together, and now they're gonna release next year somewhere somehow next year this product. And of course, well, it's gonna be a clone. And uh, a mismatch or of like Photoshop Illustrator and Adobe Muse, that is the the software that they use to prototype, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be all together. It's gonna be like a vector, but you can do also photo, like small photo retouching, and you can do prototype all together. Basically, mm-hmm. they redid fireworks from scratch. <sighs> no, Great. is that bad? <laughs> is that too bad? No, that just doesn't make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I just fireworks just needs to go away. It oh just, yes, no, it doesn't just, need to be. No, nah, that's any... that, that was my thought. I don't know. It know. Probably is not true, but <sighs> just <sighs> when I hear that when I hear that name. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. I there, you know, Adobe has the ability to do what Sketch does. They just haven't done it. Yeah. And now it looks like they are. Um, they're utilizing their multiple artboards. They're you. You're. They're utilizing. Um, basically stuff they could have done a long time ago but yes. it just seems like it's more of a wake-up call mm-hmm. um yeah i don't exactly. think i don't know if this is going to destroy sketch no but because here's the thing sketch is not going to be a monthly recurring payment yeah exactly 
Um, so you buy it once and you have it. It's yours. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, you know, but the other problem is, you know, Comet is going to be included in the um, uh, in the software packages. Yeah. So that means it's also going to have Adobe support. And it's going to be inter-supported by other Adobe projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, not projects, I'm sorry, applications. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be part of the Adobe family. So it may do some damage to Sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of the people who are using Adobe now are on the monthly subscription plan. Yes. Um, and most of those people are also, I mean, they're businesses. So they have mm-hmm. several computers linked up to it. Yeah. Um, so for those companies, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're using Mac and you don't have a subscription, I think it is going to be. Yeah, it, it could I be. think it's going to be like it's it's not going to attract freelancer or like no single designers or developers like they they already switched to Sketch. Yeah, I think it's more of like an Adobe saying we have this too. Yeah, we, we we have to yeah. do something about it. Hey, well, that's what they did with go. After Effects. I mean, you know, they didn't oh. have Flash, so they did something which was pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. And now Flash is is still part of Adobe, but I, you know, I, I'm actually, um, like I, I use After Effects for certain projects. Yeah. Um, but oh, After Effects still works well with, um, Premiere Pro, yes. which I use, and uh, so I use Premiere Pro and After Effects in combination. Mm-hmm. Because it works very well, and it's much easier for me to import uh, After Effects stuff than um, than to deal with Flash. Yes. So, so well, um, Flash is also dead. So yes, that too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so After Effects is interesting because After Effects originally started as the answer to Flash, but now it's basically becoming whatever you need, it, whatever you need it to be. Um, which is just like the step up from the Adobe animation. Oh well, let's um, let's not forget that like JJ uh, Abrams used After Effects to do all these lens glare. Uh, lens glare, yeah, all lens flares, yeah, and all the stuff. But basically, is like used heavily used in the industry, like movie industries, to do mm-hmm. a lot of things. So, yeah. Something that started as a competitor for a web thing for Flash, now it's used as like sort of standard for post-production for movies, mm-hmm. and it's that's interesting. You can see how a software evolves, like how the idea of a software evolves based on how users use it, right? And, and who yeah. uses it? Exactly, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see with this comment. Uh, I think uh, is it too late for Adobe? Maybe like his uh, is it really competitive with this? Yeah, thing? I I don't think so. Um, the thing about Adobe, I mean, the smaller creative agencies are finding better ways yeah. to do the same things as larger agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in a in a moderately small company. I think I have about the same amount of people in mind. Yeah. That I work for, and um, but see, I'm the only I'm the only designer, mm-hmm. web designer, basically. I'm a web developer, but I I started in design, so design is kind of my first yeah. thing. And so, um, myself and and uh, so I have I have a WCC, and yeah. a few others in the office have it too. Um, but again, it's only one, really one subscription for two licensed computers, and so yeah, exactly. um, it's not it's not a tax on us because I, the thing is I use everything 
Oh yes. I use Photoshop for photos. I use Illustrator for logos. I use I don't really use Dreamweaver too much. Um, I use Sublime Text most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, for coding, um, or I just go into the file itself. Um, yeah. Use a basic text editor. Um, but or if I'm in PHP, we use something else. But um, then for any videos or media stuff that I do, I use um, After Effects and then Premiere Pro. And of course, but see the thing is, it's also really nice to have all that because I have Encoder as well. Yes. So Encoder is, is part of that. Adobe, all of the Acrobat stuff is, mm-hmm. is part of that. So you know, um, basically, it's everything I need to yeah. do my job. Um, I would be scrambling for uh, products and <laughs> uh, applications and stuff like that. Uh, otherwise, oh yes, and it would cost actually a lot more money. Um, to, to do everything to find other individual things to buy mm-hmm. uh, than it would because I constantly have Adobe support as well so yep. um, if something breaks I can call them and so uh, it depends it really depends on the type of job and who's doing what yes exactly um, you know and I think a lot of agencies are but it also depends on what the agency caters to like mm-hmm. their audience you know um, if your audience doesn't require you to have an Adobe license you'll find something else you know I think it's Yes, you know, exactly. I don't think it's practical to use Adobe if you don't. Oh yeah, it. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, we'll so. see. Um, I'm actually looking forward for this product. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious because they they released, of course, a demo video that is not actually a demo video, but it's like all the employees that work on Comet mm-hmm. they brag about how Comet it's so fast, it's so cool. And if you have the chance, just take a look at the video because it's just so funny. They look like yeah. actors. Talking, yeah, talking to $10, say nice things. Reading a script, yeah, dead eyes, looking at reading a script and say, Oh, our (laughs) product is so good, it's really changed my life, yeah, like that. (laughs) But uh, looking at the video and the demo, like people using the product looks really lightning fast, and it's I'm Mm kind of curious, but we'll see soon. That should be interesting. Anyway, last argument, it was exhausted a lot by everyone during this week. And it was kind of like the, the, the I don't know, for me is the, the, the bubble of the startups that we are, we are basically, we're going to see People app? Soon. People, people, how do you yes. pronounce it? People. 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 Like <laughs> okay. people it's like people, but more offensive. <laughs> people anyway people. this people app everyone knows is like yelp for people so like users can sign up and review you write a review about you without you even knowing mm-hmm. and they can uh there are a lot of mixed uh things about this app uh, at the beginning it was like you can sign up a user just by knowing his first name and phone number so every one of your friend even like the high school friend that probably has still your phone number can sign mm-hmm. up on this stuff, can sign you up on this stuff. And, and other just, people whom you don't yeah. know can review you. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't know. And uh, at the beginning it was like you, you won't receive any notification. You have to check the app to see if you have reviews about you okay. and you can't uh, delete the app, but you can send a uh, a, a mail you can send like a physical message to the owners of the app and say hey this review is not right please delete it and you have 40 48 hours to do it 
all these kind of crazy stuff and just... actually you have 48 hours to make it up with the person who reviewed you they oh. actually said that they would not delete be- negative comments okay that it's up to you to contact the person uh who's who did that <laughs> and see here's because here's a big problem with this Jesus well, first Christ. of all i feel really bad for these for these two ladies because they really wanted to make and an, they wanted to get into the tech industry and make a big thing and listening to the, I've listened to listening to their interviews, they seem really genuine in that they want to they had help no idea. and they want to make a big they want to make a big splash in the tech industry. Yeah, and they want to do it for other women, and, and that's admirable. However, <laughs> what they've done is they've become mean girls. Yes. Uh, from the movie. Yes. And they've created an app to allow everyone to be forced back into high school. Yes. Because here's the problem. There are multiple things, and I actually tweeted this to them, um, and other people started doing this too, is that uh, this actually increases and uh, facilitates domestic violence and abuse. Yes. Um, yes. If someone is being stalked, and uh, if someone is being stalked, that stalker, if they have your phone number, and if they're an ex, and if you have a restraining order on them, does not matter. They can sign you up and then do horrible things to your name. Yes, and it can also reveal personal information if you're hiding mm-hmm. from someone. If you're in the witness protection program, yes. if you're hiding from a stalker, if you're hiding from someone who's threatened to kill you, if you're working with the police and some idiot from your high school <laughs> decides to sign you up, all yes. of a sudden your information is there with the reviews saying that you're in Spokane, Washington, and the Starbucks yes. barista didn't like you. Um, all of a sudden that information is compromised, putting you and your possibly family in danger. Um, there are also issues of the depression and the suicide that could cause people of yes. every race, gender, and orientation. Um, high school is going to f- completely abuse the sap. Oh, I yes. mean, it's going to be horrible. We already um, have suicides of like high school uh, children that they get uh, stalked <clears throat> and abused mm-hmm. and bullied on, on, on Facebook. And you can totally sign off on Facebook and don't check it. Because if you sign off of Facebook, if you deactivate your account, your name disappears. Yeah. So people can't tag you and say, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're bullying him online, and yeah. all the people seems to be is just another weapon in the tool of bullies. And these, and what's the the weirdest thing to me, um, is that these women seem completely oblivious to it. They, yes. you know, I saw actually uh, John Oliver covered it, yeah. and uh, and he said, you know, they they played a clip where she said, "We just want to prove that all of the world just loves you and is positive." And John Oliver said, you've never been on the internet, have you? Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. I mean, how many women have been, go onto the internet and are, you know, have the rape threats, daily rape threats? Yes. What, you know, how many women go on and have one opinion about something and all mm-hmm. of a sudden everyone's saying that they're going to kill them and rape their family and rape them? No, they're totally, like you can see from the interview that they're totally detached from reality. Yeah. And one statement that it was just hilarious and scary at the same time, mm-hmm. it was like, this girl like i don't remember her name whatever it doesn't matter but she stated like it doesn't matter what's what's happening in your life all that matters is what people thinks about you yes and that is (laughs) yeah i i got really ragey about this um because here's the thing i do my best to to be nice to do good um, to help others yeah however there are people out there who have decided that they believe that i am evil for whatever mm-hmm. whatever i don't care um and there are some people that i've met in my life that have been legitimately mentally ill 
yeah. we would some of them would would really love to make my life miserable thankfully the internet does not facilitate that level of abuse and bullying so and i think we all have those people i mean if you're listening you can think of at least two people in your life who would love to make your life a living hell yeah. And if they could, they would use people to do it. and yeah. Or they would use some way to do it to tarnish your name. Mm-hmm. Um, the big problem that I have also is that you don't have to verify the validity of what was reviewed. So I could go on there and say, someone with hoop earrings. Let's say somebody like super, super like judgmental goes to Starbucks, sees someone with hoop earrings, and says, that person is probably some crazy tree hugger. This person is a crazy tree hugger. Mm-hmm. who spit in my coffee all of a sudden that review goes on to google and is attached to your name forever yeah. because they're not going to delete it they don't delete bad oh, yeah. reviews and they don't delete your name so this is literally a nightmare app this is the epitome of a nightmare application um and and these the fact that these women seem to be so oblivious is dangerous they they have no idea how the internet works they're not tech yeah. people and no. They got founded for yeah. like millions of dollars for this bubble. It's just a bubble yeah. and it's going to explode. Actually, I'm going to give you an update right away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a, a, web, uh, um, a blog post was published from BBC two hours ago. Okay. People, the amazing app, after shutting down Twitter and Facebook page yesterday, Today, they shut down the website that if oh. you try to go there, it says not found and an error is triggered. So Interesting. you cannot find anywhere else on the internet, anywhere anymore, mm-hmm. not on f- social media, not on their website, the oh. actually existence of this app. It's interesting. They just released this, the BBC wrote this two hours ago. I, I checked and it, that's right. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I have rarely seen something that so unified the internet in hatred. That was. I mean, we were amazing. all mad about that CEO guy who jacked up the price of the uh, the AIDS medication. Yeah. Um, but I, that was nothing compared to these two. Yes. And because, again, no one, and I didn't see anybody necessarily villainizing these two women, mm-hmm. but I don't, I, I understand there are ways to make the people app good and i'll just say this if you make if you say if you remove the star system okay remove the star rating and if you remove all negative comments and say negative comments will not be tolerated and will be taken down all of a sudden it becomes a compliment app yeah so if you sign up all it becomes is people complimenting you on whatever and you can report Mm -hmm. and it doesn't and and then have it to to be where if you sign up, you have to approve the comments. It's kind of like an endorsement on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, you have to review it and approve it. And so, all the see all, this, all that's going to do is it's just going to make it's going to really bump up your online presence yes. and make you look fantastic. Yeah. So you know if you get a re- so if you get a review from someone on this you know alternate universe people app that says this person was a jerk, you can just hit report and it mm-hmm. goes away. Yeah. And if a person gets like three or four reports on bad reviews, their account becomes suspended. So trolls cannot use it. Yeah. It's so simple. I mean, it's just, there's so many, like I like the idea of a compliment yeah. app. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, as long as you relegate it to like the Facebook style of only having a like button. 
And mm-hmm. so the only way people could not like you is to be passive aggressive and not write a review about you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and I just think I, I think the idea of having a positive outlook was there. But unfortunately, and I really dislike the fact that they tried to say that they inferred that, you know, um, oh, yeah. if you didn't agree with them that you were against women in tech. And that is yeah. absolutely not true. Everybody, I was seeing women in tech. Most of the, actually, most of the negative reviews I was seeing were women who were in technology, mm-hmm. in the IT fields and in web development. Yeah. Um, you know, um, because most of the internet, I think the internet users tend to be more predominantly female. In my, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was all of the internet. It was everyone from the left and the right. Yeah, no, it politically, was yeah, absolutely. every religion, every orientation. They were all like mm-hmm. screaming at the top of their lungs that, you know, we, we graduated high school. We don't need to go back to it. They already damaged other companies like other than Yelp. There's this other company called People. They, they actually they, they have the same name. And it's a company that works for more than like it's on for more than 10 years. And they create yeah. like. Uh, smart objects for your smart homes and they get they got so much hate on the internet and they were like for the first two, two days they didn't have a an any idea what was happening like mm. why everyone is hate us like he's hating yeah. us why they are writing yeah. these horrible things on twitter about us we are not what you think we are like we yeah. are another company so these ladies yeah. founded this company without even searching for the stupid name uh-huh. they picked it was like insane. which i wonder i wonder if they received multiple cease and desist letters then because people had every right if they've been around 10 years to mm-hmm. to sue them they actually they may actually be sued i i would dare say that people oh, they, could they, sue them they're totally for millions sued, like um and yelp could do it too yelp because that's oh. defamation uh to say that you're yep. to make an app that produces bullying and then because yelp already deals with with yeah. rumors and and you know that kind of thing of bullying of being bullies and mm-hmm. uh and bullying um, businesses and so they already de- but they deal with that pr actively you know yeah. they, they deal with those pr problems all the mm-hmm. time uh to make sure that people know that you can go on there and you know and they also don't like the fact that people go on there and bully bars and restaurants and that yes, kind of exactly. thing um they really don't like that and they they will you know take swift action Mm-hmm. So with this, this is like a red alert system for them because all of a sudden they're being branded with a bullying app, yes. which is the last thing that they want because they want people to legitimately log into their service and, and use it oh, yeah, uh, to, right. to rate, you know, because they want their ratings to be like, well, it was good atmosphere, but the food was bad. Or the ribs were good, but the, uh, you know, the, the Coke tastes is flat or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that that's what they want. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden these two, these two women come out here and say, not only do they proclaim themselves to be, uh, pioneers in tech, oh my God. Um, which is a damaging. It's insanely damaging. Yeah. Um, not only do they do that, they they. It's almost like they just came out and just tried to have a party and roped everybody into it, and everyone was like, "No, stay away, stay away from me, stay away from me." And yeah, so, yeah. and then the internet's like mob justice, in which uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't think they should have been doxxed and I don't think they should have been, and I don't think they were. Um, I don't think they yeah. should be you know, strung out to be destroyed. But I think they should learn their lesson that you can't create a bullying app and then get away with it. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I think the entire, yeah, no, I think the entire, like, stepping back, the entire internet e- ecosystem should learn that, especially investors, like, we're, mm-hmm. they're throwing this, like, huge amount of money on stupid apps, and we mm-hmm. are already seeing the damages of this. Like, all this, mm-hmm. 
this huge startup that in one year they get millions of dollars founded and the ne- the, the year after are gone They're completely gone, yeah. and this startup environment and the entire tech environment is like in this huge bubble this going to explode soon if we keep doing this mm-hmm. bullshit <laughs> like this well and there's thing. even talk about silicon valley having problems and oh, things like... are actually moving to other parts of the country uh there yeah. was a place in nebraska mm-hmm. that's becoming like a mini Sil- silicon valley yeah. and they're talking about how things are starting to move away because it's becoming so bloated and mm-hmm. everyone wants to have a startup everyone wants to be a startup yeah um everyone wants to be the next it's the next yelp for people everyone wants to be the next facebook and and the problem is the way mark zuckerberg became mark zuckerberg yeah is that he worked his butt off and he was Mm -hmm. not primitive he did not prance around and i see a lot of young startup guys prancing around yeah saying that their parents are rich and they can do whatever they want and i'm like well are you really trying to make a startup or are you you know are you legitimately attempting to help the tech industry or are you not mm-hmm. um and some of them are have rich parents and they're from wealthy families and they're incredibly intelligent they do great things there's nothing wrong with that uh you know social status doesn't mean anything and economic status doesn't mean anything it just matters if you work hard and if you work to make a good product and if yeah. you do that's fantastic yeah um but if you're you know rich or poor or from wherever and you're just trying to make a startup to sound cool while you sit in starbucks you know if you're if you're if the whole point of you making that startup yeah. is to make money and become rich quick that's not how startups work yeah that's, that's because you don't goal, turn a profit yeah. for you know a while yeah. so i kind of appreciate like the the guys the two founders of snapchat they they mm-hmm. got offer through the years like billions and billions of dollars like recently uh, facebook and the latest one was google offered them i think like three billions of dollars to sell snapchat and they say no this is our company we want to manage and we want to keep going with our company Mm -hmm. like even if snapchat is for me the stupidest idea ever like (laughs) it's like made for soft porn between teenagers that's the whole idea (laughs) of snapchat like i'm gonna send you lots of dick pics and they're gonna be deleted it's fine and i actually use snapchat with some of my friends it's actually kind of fun to show each other like as an adult, <laughs> it's fun to show each other your day, like throughout the day, uh, like stuff. You do. I, I thought you were going to say is no, <laughs> say each other your D, no, your day. That's <laughs> a code. That's a code name from for you and your friends. Day hey, is not can, a code name for day. Hey, no. can you show me um, your day? How's your day going? Mm, mm, pretty day rough. Looks, okay, okay, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I know Snapchat is used for that, but basically, so is everything else. So um yeah absolutely but, but you know it's fun like i have friends okay so i basically have friends all over the world and mm-hmm. it's fun for us to send snapchats to each other because um i know what the weather is like in calgary alberta yeah. canada you know oh that's um, terrible or... i can tell you <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's kind of like a mini denver um, or the same denver i you know i have friends all, kind of all, all over the world and it's fun to see what life is like for them and yeah, so, no, that's absolutely. why instagram is so much fun too Yes, because they're like, oh, I'm just walking down the street. You know, a lot of us don't have the chance to walk down the street of Tokyo, yeah, um, or walk into stores all over the world and, mm-hmm. and to take photos. And so, uh, it's it's a super fun way of of kind of sharing that kind of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Um, although I only Snapchat with maybe two or three people, and even mm-hmm. then I haven't done it lately. 
Um, basically, we would just send Snapchats of us working, <laughs> our, or, or Snapchats of, of our desk. We're like walking to and from work, so our <laughs> kind of our boring days, kind of sharing. So it. much fun. <laughs> or yeah. beers we were drinking, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, just something fun, just to just to connect with each other, just kind of ping each other throughout the day. So, mm-hmm. um, but I am not a teenager, and I'm not their major demographic, and I haven't used yeah. uh, Snapchat in a while, so. Mm-hmm. That's probably not what everybody else is using it for. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty well, sure it's not. Anyway, to conclude, like yeah. people, <laughs> like the, the 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 founder, one of the two founders, they released a statement on LinkedIn and say, "It's all good. It's all good. We're gonna release the app on the 12th of October." So. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, they completely they're completely gone from the face yeah. of the internet. So we'll see what's gonna happen. Well, I know their investors were doxxed. Um, there yeah. were about three or four investors, and their information was released on the internet, oh. including their personal phone, uh, personal um, uh, emails. That's so I get the impression that the funding may have been re- removed. <laughs> Maybe. So if I was them, man, I would write a big blog about how wrong they were and yeah. Anyway, that's my take. Sorry. Well, we we told you guys that this was a crazy week. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happening. Well, uh, that was a fun episode, even if like a, a bit raging up. It was maybe. ranty. This was our ranty episode. Ranty episode. Yeah, it's fine. Sometimes you need to, because <laughs> of stupid people, they create stupid ideas. Anyway, yeah. um, as usual, thank you everyone for yeah. listening to our rant. And we promise like, to be less ranty next week. <laughs> maybe or maybe, maybe. not <laughs> depending on the topic yes if you just step down from your pedestal of master of the universe probably <laughs> we could be like le- less renty uh, come uh, on Michael. come never, on Michael. no Please. i like sitting on my planet thank you very much no yes uh, how's um. he-man and skeletor <laughs> come on they're fine <laughs> they're fine <laughs> Anyway, thank you everyone for checking this podcast and please subscribe or follow us on SoundCloud or iTunes or YouTube or wherever you want and send us questions if you have questions, if you want to know how we got this power from the universe or Mm -hmm. how we managed to be so damn good with (laughs) our voice. I don't know. Just ask whatever you want. Also, I would recommend that if you guys want to follow us on Twitter. Yes. I'm going to totally put the description and the link to our Twitters in the description below awesome. the video. So just Yeah, contact it. us. Ask us questions. Uh, we are totally open. If you ask us questions, we'll, uh, we'll definitely address it. And don't be rude, please, because oh. we're really delicate flowers. We need hugs and coffee. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Hugging coffee, yes. <laughs> okay, coffee right now. Yes. Okay, thank you again, everyone, and see Thanks. you next week. Bye. Yeah.